You're listening to Up to the Mic. If you want to learn about the struggles and triumphs of starting a business, performing for sold-out arenas, or inspiring those you lead, Up to the Mic is the show for you. Throw on some headphones and get ready to listen as our host, Vinny Hale, sits down to showcase the stories of those who deserve their stories be told. From young entrepreneurs to critically acclaimed musicians and so much more, Vinny helps compile a season of interviews that inspire listeners to follow in the footsteps of his guest. Welcome to season two. Sorry for the interruption, but this podcast is brought to you by Footy International. Footy International is a forward-thinking, sustainable apparel company based in Austin, Texas, that creates socks geared for worldwide adventures. The co-founders engineered these socks from plastic bottles to optimize comfort, durability, and sustainability, all with an entirely USA-made supply chain. With specifically added technology like antimicrobial treatment and ribbed sole knitting, you can wear these everywhere you explore, every day. And socks are just a start for this company. Keep an eye out for their new product releases coming soon. Save the planet and your feet today by using code up to the mic 10 for 10% off site-wide at footyinternational.com. My next guest is a crypto entrepreneur who prides himself on his faith, his family, and his crypto finances. His experiences growing up with immigrants from Tigray, Ethiopia, and the hardships he overcame as a child have positioned him in a unique spot to leverage his high level of intelligence and his love for sharing to spread to the world the ins and outs of cryptocurrency. With his over 80,000 Instagram followers and relationship with celebrities such as Snoop Dogg and Odell Beckham Jr., this crypto influencer sure has caught the attention of many. Please welcome my next guest, the man you all know as Henoch Crypto. Thanks so much for being here, man. I really appreciate you hopping on and uh, sitting down to do an episode of the podcast with me. It is an honor to be on your platform, Vinny. Really excited about what we get to do today. Yes, sir. It's going to be fun. So I really want to take it back to the beginning, and this is how I start almost every episode, to really get the full picture of who I'm speaking with. And so start off by giving the listeners, giving the viewers, tell them something about you, what your upbringing was like, where you came from, and then we'll kind of build into what you're doing these days. My mom and dad were born in Tigray, Ethiopia, war-torn country on the run from a communist government that was murdering, torturing, killing, and destroying the civilian population. So they got asylum in Chicago under the Clinton administration. I was born a month later. Um, so yeah, man, the first nine years, so the first half of my childhood was spent in urban, poor, minority contexts. So like Section 8 housing government cheese, food stamps, very, very poor. And uh, we moved to Dallas when I was six. So six years in urban Chicago, three years in urban Dallas, been here ever since. Then my mom and dad made a seismic move as they began to learn the banking system, as they began to learn uh, what it means to be an American um, and build a career here, moved out to the suburbs and that completely changed my life. So went from poor urban minority to majority culture, not poor, uh, not urban, almost country, but certainly suburban, um, got around a completely different type of people, people who um, just began to teach me a lot. You know, I learned some business. I learned the value of business, at least. Um, communication uh, was just around a completely different type of people. 
Um, and so, man, I'm very blessed and fortunate to have grown up the first half of my childhood in a poor context. It teaches you a lot. Uh, but yeah, you know, we grew up with, with just about nothing. So when you say they started to learn the, the banking system, started to learn the American way of life, what does that mean? What did they start to do? Um, and then how did that kind of teach you some things? Americans they- take for granted like the systems that are in operation in this country. Like the right, like for instance, my parents don't know their date of birth because they don't have birth certificates in Ethiopia. At least they didn't whenever they were born, right? So like banking, apps, systems, education, like the idea that you could be poor and still have housing somewhere is relatively foreign across the planet. So there are a thousand different things that make this country so great. And so as my parents began to learn the way, right, building a resume, hiring, uh, you know, moving forward, uh, getting a house, owning an asset, seeing that asset appreciate in value, creating opportunity for your kids because you moved into a suburban neighborhood versus a poor neighborhood that doesn't have as good as education, sets your family on a trajectory. These are a thousand little micro details that people, especially in the suburbs, just don't really take into consideration or take it for granted because they've never been poor. So yeah, as they learn the game, uh, it really changed the trajectory of my life, my brother's life, especially growing up. I can imagine because it's something that I, I really do believe that people take for granted. And for instance, I, it wasn't something that I didn't grow up extremely wealthy by any means, but it's not something that I actively think about until you say it. And it kind of puts it into perspective for me. And I feel like it will. So for a lot of listeners out there, um, but tell me about maybe some fun things you did as a child. I'm sure it wasn't all just, you know, learning and education. It might've been, but, but what did you enjoy doing as a kid growing up? Dude, I was a bad kid, man. Like I didn't <laughs> learn Jack. I learned stuff the hard way. Like, uh, Man, just a crazy imagination, um, just always talking. I got in trouble in school for talking a lot, if you can imagine. Uh, you know, I, me and my buddies, I would always lead our friends into trouble, stealing, fighting, vandalism. We've had guns pointed at us, truancy. Uh, we saw the, the judge uh, a lot, uh, you know, s- suspensions. Like, I was a misfit, really smart, really sharp kid, super bored, 2.5 GPA. Like, my, like my good teachers, the good ones, there's a lot of bad ones, but the good ones, would be like, what's wrong with you? You're, you know, you got your brain, you're sharp. Like you could do this. Like what's going on? I just wasn't willing to put in the work because I was never motivated. Uh, so man, I, I couldn't wait to get home, go outside, play with the water hose, sticks, guns, cowboys. I created my own trading cards games. I have distinct memories of going to my buddy Zach's house and playing Legos and creating these imaginative worlds and Nintendo and Halo and just super interactive, super imaginative, creative, relatively speaking with, you know, the little that we had. Um, but in a safe neighborhood, nonetheless, and around some really incredible people, uh, man, I was just a crazy little joker. Me and my brother were just crazy kids running around the block, you know, doing all kinds of dumb stuff. Really good childhood, man. Honestly, a really good childhood. Well, one thing you said there really stuck out to me, and it was along the lines of something that I feel a lot of people relate to, and that being the fact that maybe you are extremely bright, extremely well, you know, uh, well-read, but you just don't have the, the effort. You don't want to put in the effort to, to really achieve the grades or the status that they have. And I'm sure our current education system hasn't changed significantly from when you were you know, growing up in it. And so maybe what would some advice be for someone similar to yourself that was a smart person, had it all going for them, just didn't necessarily want to put in the work to do well in school, so by the book? Um, what, what would you say to someone like that these days? I don't believe in following the prescribed path. Like, I, I, I was a round peg in a square hole every single time. Like I graduated high school with a two point something. And like my first semester in, in, in college, I made the Dean's list. And it's not because I got smarter. It's because, you know, the way that I learned uh, was able to, I was able to flourish because I got to control how I learned 
um, instead of trying to go down the public education systems route. So yeah, like if you want to work a nine to five, have your white picket fence, do the middle class thing and have your two and a half kids or one and a half kids or whatever it is nowadays, like, yeah, go get a degree, you know, get a bunch of debt, uh, go work for the major corporation. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that life. It's a beautiful life. I, I lived it for, you know, about a decade, you know, like uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're a person that says, no, I have different targets. I, I want to, you know, I want millions in the bank. I, I want a great relationship, maybe spiritually with, with your creator, with God, with Jesus. Maybe you'd say, I want a great marriage. I want a great dating life. I want great kids. Um, I want health in my body. I want health in every area of life. Well, that's not normal. Like you're an alien. Like those targets are very foreign and most people don't ever hit them, especially in this country. So that means that you got to do things that nobody else is doing or willing to do. So you got to get an alternative education. So the greatest thing that ever happened to me was getting around people that are way further down the road where I want to be and getting around those people and being able to reverse engineer the steps that they took to get to where they are, but doing so more efficiently, taking shortcuts that they offered me and doing and not having to learn uh, the same lessons that they learned making the same mistakes, but making different types of mistakes. So yeah, I definitely believe in alternative education. Like the way this country is shaping all of us to be and think is like, uh, it's great if you want to live an average normal life. And there's nothing, there's a lot of people that are like, dude, I'd love to live an average normal life. Awesome. Follow the prescribed path. It works. <laughs> but if you, you know, if you're not trying to be strapped down with a crazy amount of debt and stuck working a nine to five that you hate and, you know, in, an, in, a, in, a, in a, you know, maybe a not great, relationship with your significant other which kind of seems to be like the norm in this country like don't follow the norm go do something completely different you'll be different you'll be weird but it'll produce different results well sometimes i feel like the biggest struggle for people like that is maybe finding those um, what i'll call mentors those people that are further along the path than you how did you find yours and, and maybe before answering that maybe talk about what you're up to these days to give some context yeah. So, I mean, I've had a significant life change over the last nine months. Uh, a year ago today, I was, you know, I mean, I still am. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'll be celebrating 10 years of marriage uh, coming up in January. I've got a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and an almost one-year-old. Uh, so, man, I was just living the typical, normal suburban life, you know, bought my house, uh, you know, did the corporate America thing, making six figures, you know, working my nine to five, but definitely not like chasing my dream, always feeling like there's a hole or a void um, not in my life as a human, but in my career in particular. Um, and so doing mortgages was great, an incredible start. I got hired on as a teenager. It gave me a jump start, especially in the heart of the Great Recession back in 2012. But I knew that I was built for more uh, and different things. So uh, last year, I uh, started learning crypto, uh, started hearing about these kids that were making crazy amounts of money in crypto. And I was like, well, if these jokers are learning the game, I can learn it too. So I spent, you know, I lost thousands of dollars, you know, throwing money at at crypto, hoping to God that it would go up, praying to God, please let this $3,000 that I threw at these tokens go up. And of course, they all went to zero. Uh, but I didn't give up, spent hundreds of hours watching YouTube videos, learning the blockchain, crypto, NFTs, um, even a little bit of the metaverse. What's a smart contract? What's a transaction hash? What makes one investment better than the other? How does the underlying technology work? After hundreds of hours of just investing my time in the mornings before work, after work, during lunch breaks, Late in the evening after the kids and my wife go down to sleep, uh, early up in the morning, weekends, like Monday through Sunday, hundreds of hours, uh, turned $100 into $300 in about six minutes, turned $300 into a whole lot more, completely changed my life. Once I saw that level of scale with investing, I was hooked. Um, and it was also a bull market. So everyone was, everyone was cooking last year. 
Um, and then I started making videos a few months later. So September of 2021, made my first YouTube video. I was just happy that there was 90 people that thought it was cool. You can go to my Twitter. I pinned that tweet back in October. I was like, I can't believe there's 90 people that like or value anything that I have to say. I was perplexed, shocked. And uh, dude, next thing I know, man, like uh, a lot more than 90 people started rocking with me all across all these different platforms. Uh, you know, launched my own crypto media and consulting company. I help companies, I help celebrities, I help average everyday people understand the underlying technology, how it's applied in business, trading, investing, um, and just creating content around this technology, this emerging technology that I believe will be even bigger than the internet. Nobody's saying that, but it is true. Blockchain will be bigger and have a bigger impact on every industry, every company, and every institution than even the internet did. And y'all are going to see that I'm right on that in the next 10 years, but it's going to be a while. So I started creating, and I created this company, started helping people out. And uh, man, it's, it's been crazy. Um, it's been the craziest ride of my life, career-wise. And um, eight months into my startup, and things have gone really well. We have a team here, have employees. Uh, I get to work with some of the most incredible people on the earth. The average everyday person, students, college kids, you know, employees of companies, janitors, high school students that have questions, uh, college kids that are looking to get out of debt. But then I also talk to single moms, people that are trying to change their life. Then I get to talk to really cool people like Ezekiel Elliott or Snoop Dogg, or you'll see me in videos with like Chuck Liddell from the UFC or King Batch or just a whole bunch of other really cool people on the earth that I never thought in the world I would ever get to meet or hang out with or talk crypto about. And uh, it's been a crazy journey. It's been a crazy ride, just the beginning. And uh, I'm just really grateful to God for what has happened in my life and what's to come because this is just the beginning. Yeah, you're just coming up on that year mark of posting videos. Um, so congrats on that as we're recording this the day before September 1st, 2022. So coming up on that year mark and things have definitely changed. Last I look, you're close to, what is it, 100K followers on Instagram already. And um, I see the one pinned tweet or not pinned tweet, but one um, pinned recommendation that I see every time I open your Instagram is that OBJ follows you. And so that's how I know <laughs> it's legit. <laughs> I was like, okay. I love I love Odell. Odell is one of the most humble, kind, um, incredible human beings that I've ever had the privilege of working with, especially being at the top of his game. That level of humility is so rare in general with high capacity people and leaders. And so um, I love him. Like he literally, I don't know, man, I, I just, I, I can't, I can't talk enough about that, man. That's awesome. That's honestly um, probably something not people understand because you see these athletes and these stars in the limelight every day. And you see them on the TV screen or on your computer screen and the tabloids and the news and the media kind of blow them up and create this character that you that you want to believe in or you want to tear down. And so hearing from the source, someone uh, someone on the inside, uh, I appreciate the insider knowledge there. And it's glad to hear that it's uh, it's good news that you have to share about him as opposed to the to the uh, latter. But you you would be shocked like the caricature. And, and I was shocked because to be honest, let me be honest. I was judging people. I judge people all the time. It's not right, but I do it, right? I got to keep myself in check. But like, if you listen to Skip Bayless, and I love you, Skip, but dang, bro, you a hater sometimes, man. If you listen to Skip Bayless talk about Odell, like you would think Odell's a chump. And that man reached out to me to encourage me when my wallet started going down. Like, what? That doesn't happen, man. And that's the, that's the mark of someone who's kind, humble, encouraging, who's not self-centered. Like, like Snoop Dogg is one of the smartest people I've ever had the opportunity his IQ people have no idea I literally had to ask him on two separate occasions hey Snoop can you slow down and repeat that because and, and I'm not a stupid person I could not keep up he's moving at such a fast pace so like there are things that we do which are stupid and we judge people and we you know 
like we got to give everyone a chance and uh that's a mistake i've made way too often and so yeah man i've got nothing but incredible things to say about honestly man like there's very few people on this earth that i've met that you know you get right the first time you look at them so i just you know i love i love the people that i get to rock with that's all i know that's a good point i've never really thought about it that way but i like that little saying there you you rarely get it right on the first try so uh in, in regards to you know pegging someone or judging someone so i like that but let me kind of pause for a second and and you went through a lot of what your expectations with crypto are maybe break it down and explain crypto or blockchain to someone that doesn't know much about it just sees headlines on tv um maybe an older listener that might listen to this podcast not to segregate but typically that's the crowd that doesn't know as much about it um so so break it down for me and, and just explain it a little bit if you don't mind 99% 99% of people cannot explain crypto in three sentences or less. 99.9. There are a lot of bunch. There's a bunch of crypto investors that cannot explain the underlying technology behind crypto. So um, cryptocurrencies in its current state, and I say that because it is evolving. Cryptocurrencies in its current state is a person-to-person digital transaction system at a base level. Person-to-person digital transaction system, meaning. I can send you stuff and you can send me stuff, stuff of value without a middleman or a third party getting in our way. So for instance, if I wanted to send you money right now, I got one of two options, a bank or an app, which is to say a company or a company, right? And those, a bank is a company and an app, Zelle, Cash, Zenmo, Venmo, those are companies. And that's the middleman between you and me sending each other anything, right? They get a cut, they make money. They monetize our data, they aggregate our data, and they build trillion-dollar industries because they are the middleman between you and me. Cryptocurrency is unique, technologically speaking, because it's a person-to-person transaction system without a company. So they're not. So the Bitcoin doesn't monetize off of you. There's no Bitcoin company, right? There's no Bitcoin data manipulating uh, trillion-dollar industry monetizing off of our data eating off of our data um, or monetizing it. So it's a very unique, te- and the technology underneath all of it is called blockchain. Uh, blockchain, the easiest way that I can describe it is a more secure, uh, more transparent data aggregation system, or um, it's, a data, it's a data system. Like every, when I say data, everything is data. The video you're consuming, the audio podcast you're computing, uh, that, you're, that you're consuming right now is, is data. Every time you click, every time you swipe, every time you do anything on your device, you are contributing data to whatever company is aggregating your data, monetizing your data, and building trillion-dollar industries off of it. Um, and so blockchain is interesting because uh, blockchain has the potential uh, to be more secure. It's a lot harder to hack and steal and manipulate. Um, many blockchains are not controlled by one company. Some are, uh, but many are not. Um, and so there's a lot of use case, a lot of value in the underlying technology, and that's the part that I don't think people understand. You can make millions trading crypto. But what's way more valuable and important is the business of crypto. And that comes with an understanding of the underlying technology. This is a new, it's, it's, it's bigger than the internet. And I say that because the internet is not as secure as people would like it to be, which is why you hear about hacks every single day in this country. Uh, the internet is kind of controlled and manipulated and leveraged by a handful of companies, institutions, and organizations that are pretty much running the world using the internet. Elections are won using the internet. Trillion-dollar industries are controlled, manipulated, and led uh, by organizations, governments, and countries because of the internet. So Web3, Metaverse, Blockchain, NFT, um, it's very interesting because the underlying technology loosens the grip of existing institutions. Um, Smart contracts, for instance, allow you to automate a lot of data aggregation or 
uh, using data or leveraging data or monetizing data and decentralizes it. Decentralizes is a word you'll hear a lot, meaning an institution or an organization is not at the center of leveraging the technology in whatever industry you're talking about. So, man, there's a lot coming down the road in terms of application and how it will work itself out in every industry and in different industries. But, but, but remember, I said this, this technology, I'm not saying cryptocurrency. I'm saying the, uh, the technology underneath cryptocurrency, blockchain in particular, smart contracts in particular, D-app development. Look all these words up on YouTube. It'll change your life. It changed mine last year. Uh, all of these new emerging technologies will have a greater impact on every single industry. I don't care if you're in the church world, nonprofit world payment transaction systems world, e-commerce, retail, every industry was affected and infected with the internet. And in the same way, this technology will affect and infect every single industry because it's more secure, it's more transparent, it's a lot harder to hack. Well, that's a lot to swallow. Uh, I like it though. I that, Honestly, you're teaching me something. And as someone who knows the base level. I work in data systems all the time. I, I do system implementations for companies uh, for my day job. However, uh, I'm not well-versed in crypto and I'm not well-versed in underlying technology. And there's a lot of things to learn. And that's something I'd like to learn more about. And considering the fact that I thought I understood blockchain and I thought I understood really what crypto was, you broke it down even a step further for me over the last few minutes. So kudos to you. I appreciate that. But I want to know, based on your background, uh, you said you worked in the mortgage industry for a while, and then now you're in the crypto world. Big change. You're, I mean, you own your own startup. You're working as a consultant. Tell me about what your perspective is on the current state of our economy, the current state of our housing market. With someone in background, you know, in and around both both kind of realms, I feel like you have a unique perspective. So, so what is your outlook for kind of where we're at right now as, as a country in our economy? You know, I'm definitely concerned because 61% of all Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and the cost of goods continues to rise every single year. So when you're already paycheck to paycheck and your milk continues to go up, your gas continues to go up, even though it went down a little bit this summer, that was helpful. Um, at the end of the day, as prices for everything continue to, to go up, which by the way, they're saying like 8% inflation. I think it's like triple that. They just can't tell you that because we're all going to riot in the streets. Um, your, your groceries, everything is way higher than 8%. Um, and so, yeah, man, it, it's a real crisis right now. And the housing industry, like the last time around, everyone, everyone has PTSD from 08, 09. If you're over the age of 26, you still have PTSD. So you're just worried about the housing bubble, right? Here's the bottom line. We are not, the, the mortgages that I wrote over the last decade, the mortgages that we as an industry wrote you, like the mortgages I created for you over the last decade are good loans. You actually had the job. You actually had the down payment. You actually had the savings. You actually had the credit score. So at the time that we gave you that mortgage, you had all the criteria, right? Your budget was right. Your savings was right. Your credit was right. The issue moving forward now with housing is if your life has changed. Has your expenses, have your expenses gone up? Do you have more debt than you did whenever you first got that mortgage? Do you still have that job? Did you get a raise? Because you need it to keep up with the rising cost of everything on the earth. And so now what's happening is the state of the external circumstances around your job are pressing down upon you, your family, and your budget, and your job and your wages, for most of you, have not increased. You didn't get a promotion big enough to outrun the expenses. Now, some of you have started a new career. Uh, maybe you got a promotion. You know, there's a segment of the society that has done a lot, that have done really well over the last seven to 10 years. Uh, but many people have either stayed stagnant or just not seen much growth. And for those reasons, here's what I think is going to happen. I don't see, I don't see a... Uh, a, a tsunami of foreclosures coming our way. That's how it's coming. 
what you're going to see are sell-offs. You're going to see many Americans sell that house because yes, they do have equity, but their bills are getting tight. Their debt has not been paid and they don't see a promotion in sight. Why? Because we're in a recession or we're on the way towards a recession. And what are jobs doing during a recession? Are they giving out promotions with significantly increased pay? Are they bringing on a whole bunch of new people and hiring on startups like me are because we're in an emerging industry that's going to blow up regardless of the state of economy. But in most industries that all of you are in, you're not in Web3, your industries are contracting right now, which is why you're seeing layoffs left and right and many more on the way because they see what's ahead making those cuts. So you don't have increased wages coming your way. And so for those reasons, you are going to see housing continue to, you're going to see more of a sell-off because they have equity and they're going to eat through that equity to pay their bills and pay off some debt, maybe get into a smaller situation. So I see external forces pressing down upon realities that maybe were set in place back in 2019, 2017, and 2015. It's crazy to think that stones were set in motion so long ago, and now they're impacting people like myself who are probably looking to buy a house in the next year or so, which now is probably the most awful time to buy, you know, all things considered with the the price of interest rates and inflation and the lack of pay raise and et cetera. And so people are struggling right now. And whether they know it or not, those external factors that they don't necessarily notice on an everyday, you know, everyday basis is really starting to make an impact. And it's going to make a huge impact once things really start to sell off, like you mentioned. And so I say this as a fair warning. You heard it here first. Get ready. Start, start, packing down some savings, start budgeting a little less every month. You really need to focus in and figure out your finances if you're going to really make a move and not even make a move, but kind of maintain your way of living over this next year or two, three, however long it is that this recession either lasts or uh, enters into here in the coming months. So it's a it's a strange time we're in, and I hope that everybody kind of recognizes it. We're trying to get the word out there now, but yeah, you you know, if you're not living paycheck to paycheck, it doesn't matter if it's a good time or a bad time. You're one bad tire. You're one medical crisis away from your life imploding. So uh, during hard times, it's exasperated because that's when companies cut good employees. They only keep the great ones. So um, you just want to make sure that during lean times, especially those of you that are younger, maybe you didn't live through the 08 recession. Maybe you didn't see your parents lose their house. Thankfully, my parents didn't. But maybe you didn't see job loss and massive cuts. Um, And so just take my word for it, hunker down, save, cut your expenses, move in with friends, your family, your neighbors, move in with your parents, like do the drastic over the next couple of years, um, you know, and and it'll, it'll, you know, it'll put you in a good position. Don't forget we told you. (laughs) All right, let me, let me backtrack a little bit here because we got on the crypto rant. We got on the, the state of the economy rant, all great nuggets and, and gold in there. And so I hope everybody really takes it to heart, but I want to get back to you a little bit. Tell me about what a typical day in life looks like for you. Now that you are your own business owner, you've got some teammates and some colleagues working under you, as well as a family. You mentioned you have you know three lovely kids and a wife and a house. And tell me about what a day looks like for you. Man, my days usually start at 5 a.m. And I wake up and I go through a routine. Um, and so I'm, 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 I'm praying every single day. So mental health, spiritual health, your relationship with Jesus, your relationship with God is everything for me. Um, and so I got to get centered because if I'm going to be distributing and pouring myself out to all of you, I got to have fuel in the tank. And so for me, it starts with prayer, ingesting the word of God, the Bible, um, rehearsing truths, rehearsing what I know to be true. I'm journaling about who I am and where I'm headed. I've been doing that every day for, for almost every day for years now. 
Um, it's a lot, you know, I attribute a lot of where I'm at and, and my acceleration in life to what God has done through these means and mechanisms. Um, I drive into work seven minutes away being in Dallas. My offices are in Dallas. Um, I get here before anyone else on the team. I believe that you got to lead. I believe you got to put in the work. Um, I don't believe in getting rich quick. Uh, I believe in building wealth slowly um, and, and really hard work, like long hours. Um, nobody wants to hear that, but it's the God honest truth. Um, and so I get in here before everyone else does to try, you know, I'm, I'm trying to set the culture, set the tone. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, so by the time I'm here, which is six something AM, you know, right, right about 6 AM, really. Um, I've already prayed. I've read the Bible. I've been listening to worship music, getting my mind right, uh, meditating, journaling, um, reading a little bit. Um, and then I start creating content. You know, I've got a content schedule for videos that I create every single day. I've got a basic, I'm really excited right now about this. I've got a video series, a basic series on how to get started in crypto. How do you make, how do you make money in crypto? What's a blockchain? How does it work? Um, what app should I use? Can I start with a hundred bucks? Um, how do I get started? So I, I, the problem with most crypto videos is they're really complex. They're not in eighth grade reading level and they're super long. Um, and so during my personal life and story, I had to late at night, early in the morning and during lunch breaks and on the weekends, consume hundreds of hours of content to get the most basic knowledge. So I'm really excited because right now I'm spending a lot of my time at the office. We as a team are spending a lot of time creating this basic video series. These videos will be 60 seconds in length or less, uh, really easy to understand language. So man, I'm spending a lot of my mornings and afternoons right now on that project. I'll usually take a meeting or two uh, during the day with either a business partner, a team member, uh, one of my friends from Miami or Los Angeles or Las Vegas or uh, around the world, maybe a company that wants to consult uh, through Zoom or an interview. I do interviews. Um, and then every now and then I'll, I'll get invited to come speak somewhere. Uh, so I was in Chicago a few months ago to do a speaking engagement. I love speaking. I love preaching, teaching. Um, and I love just sharing what, you know, what has happened in my life. I love inspiring, encouraging, motivating people. I'll just take a call. Like I'll, I'll just take like every now and then I'll just DM some random person and knock face. Like, What's up? What are you trying to accomplish? How can I encourage you? Uh, and so, man, I just love talking to people. So creating content for people, engaging with and talking to people like this interview right here. Um, and then I get home. Uh, so if I try to be home by five. Doesn't always happen. So I like to get in about six leave at five. Uh, I get home and man, it's tough, but I got to put that phone down. Why? Because I'm putting in the work. I'm grinding, not at my job, at the household. I've got a five-year-old, a three-year-old, uh, and an almost one-year-old who need all of my focus and my attention. My wife will tell you, I'm terrible at being 100% engaged 100% of the time. I am a work in progress. None of us are perfect. Uh, and so for me, I'm you know, watching Space Jam. We're playing basketball in the heat. I'm on the floor playing with toys. While mama's making a meal, we sit down, we eat a dinner together. It's about six o'clock. Some nights, most nights it's us. Some nights we try to invite people over once or twice a week, uh, people inside of our church and some people outside of our church that don't know anything about uh, our faith. Uh, we just want to encourage and lift people up as much as we can, be hospitable. Um, and then we get the kids in bed by about eight. It's insane. Lots of screaming, fighting and crying. I love it. Uh, 8.30. <laughs> You know, we threat after threatening them, after bribing them, after doing whatever it takes to get them down, uh, they're in bed and it's mama and dad time. And so we'll hang out. Uh, we'll talk about our day. We'll debrief. Uh, and then 930 is about me time. Uh, and so I get about 15 minutes before I'm asleep. That's my me time. And I wake up and do it all over again. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've got quite the schedule on a daily basis. So more power to you for being able to accomplish all of that within a single day. I always love when I hear about all these crazy, um, I mean crazy in a good way, all of these incredible business owners who are doing these great things, 
all of these you know, CEOs and CFOs and whoever they are out there, these people you look up to, their crazy daily schedules. And then you look at the ones who have three, four kids at home and have a family and a wife and, and everything else. And so it's, it's really hard to, to you know, balance all of that. I don't, think, I don't think people really understand the extra um, additional level of commitment it takes when you've got someone at home waiting on you to really make those differences and, and make, the, make the hard schedule work. And so, like I said before, more power to you for, for being able to accomplish all that. It's impressive. No, nah, thanks, man. And, and it's, it's definitely intentionality. Like, like I, I try to, I, I consume roughly a book a week, but I'm only able to do that because I've got uh, something in my ear, audio books in the bathroom, waiting in line, waiting on my next uh, Zoom call podcast interview at the airport on my way. It's in the cracks of life. Um, I'm, I'm meeting with mentors. I'm meeting with people that are way further along than me and learning from them taking calls in the cracks and the crevices of life. And so there's an element of being intentional uh, and planning out my day uh, as well as the weekends. And then in between the cracks of life, when those slots open up, filling it in with the things that I need to get done, want to accomplish or get after. And so, yeah, it's definitely tough, but you know what else is tough? Living a mediocre, boring life and not accomplishing anything. It's all tough. You just get to pick your heart. It's a good way to put it. I completely agree though. You can either I heard this a long time ago from um, a speaker at a keynote address I was at, and they mentioned you can either pay now and play later, or you can play now and pay later. And so it's just up to you which type of tough do you want to endure, and it's completely your decision, which is the hardest part for a lot of people. They don't understand that it all comes back to them at the end of the day. The only person they have to blame for their successes or their failures is themselves, and so it's a – harsh reality that people need to kind of take into grasp but let me let me move on here and and switch gears a little bit and talk to me about this this challenge that you update on daily on instagram and so for those of you that i haven't mentioned it to yet huge instagram channel he not crypto we'll shout it out here at the end and make sure everybody knows what it is but go ahead and explain what the challenge is and why you update every single day I am turning a million dollars into a hundred million dollars in crypto. Many of my critics would say you're turning a million into zero this year because we're all crashing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm on a crazy journey of trying to turn a million dollars into a hundred million. Started out the million end of January, all time high at 3.2 million um, in February, right when Russia invaded Ukraine, crashed all the way down in this crypto bear market to $230,000. And I've slowly but surely, yeah, I've slowly but surely uh, scratched and clawed my way back. I think we're about 540 today. Um, and so, man, we just got to get past this crazy winter storm. Uh, we blow up on the other side of that. But the whole point is to document it every day, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. People have a false notion of crypto. They think it's a lottery ticket. They think if they just throw $14 at it, uh, they'll be a billionaire tonight. Um, and that's a false notion that I'm really committed to eradicating. Um, and so I'm documenting the journey every single day to show people how tough how much discipline um, and how not easy it is. Uh, because I think that if you get a more realistic understanding of what this technology is and the opportunity at hand, maybe you'll be willing to put in the long, hard work to build wealth slowly over time uh, in this nascent industry. Uh, so I love it. It's, it's also an incredible opportunity to get in front of a lot of people that normally wouldn't pay attention to what I have or what I have to say. And then more important than even that, it's an excuse to get in front of you. I want to inspire you, encourage you, lift you up. And this challenge just, just enough interest for you to see what I'm up to. And hopefully, you know, whether it's the beginner series that I, I'm trying to help you understand crypto, uh, whether it's the more motivational, inspiring and encouraging, you know, words of affirmation that maybe you need to get through your day. 
Um, the challenge is ultimately about people. I believe you can 100x anything and everything in life, spiritual health, mental health, uh, marriage, parenting, dating, finance, singlehood, your health, your finances, whatever. Um, and so it's ultimately a message about growth. And so my hope is that you would derive, you know, something of value that would encourage you and lift you up on your own journey, uh, no matter who is a part of Knock Nation. Love that. Wow. A hundred million dollars. I just want to let that sink in for a second. That's a lot of money. So I, I realize that, you know, you're starting out with a million, which is a lot of money to begin with, but that 100 X is a lofty goal. And I applaud you for doing so. I'm curious to see how it plays out. I follow along every day. And so I love the videos. I love the content you're putting out. If you're not already a subscriber or a follower, please join. Like I said, I'll shout it out here at the end of the video and, and tag it in the comments so everybody knows. But man, I'm really um, impressed to say the least about what you're doing. And I'm going to ask for some free advice here while I've got you. I'm going to put you on the spot here. So for someone like myself, and I'm sure I am relatable to many other people that are probably listening to the podcast in the sense that don't know a lot about crypto. I believe in it to a certain extent because of people like you, but I haven't put in the time in myself to really make a huge jump to, to really being an investor. So I invest X amount of my paycheck every month. It just automatically withdraws and goes in to Bitcoin, and that's all I do. What 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 else or what should I change about my current approach? I like that. Bitcoin is the mother of all crypto. You're not going to go wrong investing in Bitcoin while it's down. The whole point is to buy low, sell high. So while it's down, it's a good time to get in. Um, here's what I tell people in general. Before you put $100 into crypto, put 100 hours into it. You need to understand what you're putting your money into. Otherwise, it's just a lottery ticket. Like what is a blockchain? What's a smart contract? What's a DApp? What's a transaction hash? What makes Ethereum different from Bitcoin? What wallet should you use? What app should you use? How do you get started? Um, and so I, that's why I'm working on, that's why I got my basic series. It's coming out episodically. Every day I put out one piece of content on uh, just trying to educate you in 60 seconds or less so that you're not just throwing your money into whatever and hoping to God it goes up. Uh, so I always tell people, you got to get educated. You got to know what you're getting into because once you understand the technology, um, you'll be in a much better position to make great investments, particularly in newer projects, newer cryptocurrencies that provide an innovative utility uh, or a creative way to apply the technology that could lead to exponential growth of the token. Once you understand the technology, you can start analyzing different crypto investments and projects as a business analyst. This is a secret. Ooh, I'm about to give you all a secret. The secret behind crypto and the 100Xs or the 1000Xs of the world is actually treating them and seeing them as an angel investor. A lot of people don't know this. There are human beings behind every single cryptocurrency. Did you know that? that like Ethereum has a guy that helped create it. And there's a big organization behind him to help nurture the growth of that blockchain. Same with Matic, same with Polygon. And so once you begin to understand, oh, these are organizations, there's a leader. What's their vision? What's their roadmap? How do they play? What are they building? What, what, what problem is it going to solve on the earth? How is the technology applied in whatever industry they're targeting? And what's their plan for using the technology, monetizing the technology, marketing the technology? And now you can tell whether or not this investment is going to grow or not because you begin to treat it more like a startup tech company. So, man, I'm really excited about the opportunity. That's one use case for blockchain. There are thousands upon thousands, maybe millions. Um, and so, man, I'm just excited about the opportunity to share my journey. Uh, with the hopes of just explaining these principles and concepts, uh, but also publicly releasing my wallet address and showing you what I'm investing in, why. And then we're going to see if I'm right. We're going to see if I'm wrong. Obviously, if I'm right, then you know they're going to say what they're going to say. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But either way, you as a consumer, you as a person listening or watching, 
get to learn from either the mistakes or the wins. Well, I really appreciate you sharing. And you've told us about the big goal of a hundred million in crypto, but I want to hear about the big picture. What, what is next for you? What is, what are the next goals in relation to business crypto? I know, you know, the hundred million, but personal life, educational goals, family life, what do you want to do in like, what's the big picture for you? Yeah. Uh, money. I actually, my goal is actually to, to make a trillion dollars and give it all away. So it's so it's, it sounds insane, but like, uh, someone's going to be a trillionaire. There's probably already a trillionaire out there, but like the idea of a billionaire 20, 30 years ago was so like, what? Now they're just a diamond. Like they're everywhere. Right. And so they're in, they're in every city. Um, and so the same thing's going to happen with a trillionaire in the next 20, 30, 40 years. So I'm just going to go for it now. Uh, and so for <laughs> me, like, you know, my plan is, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super young. I just turned 30. So like, uh, yeah, hundred million, uh, it sounds insane, but like, I've been messing around with a trillion dollar number for about a, for about nine months now. So now a hundred sounds so small, a hundred, it sounds crazy. A hundred is seed money for me. So like the plan is to make a trillion dollars and give it all away before I die. Uh, that's a huge target of mine, uh, books, content. Um, I'm going to start, uh, churches, like probably millions all over the world. Spiritual health and mental health changed everything for me. I got diagnosed with depression, anxiety, uh, had suicidal thoughts, uh, really struggled with mental health. Uh, issues that I, I thought, you know, I was just a dude, like we fight through everything. Uh, that's the way I was kind of raised. So like, I didn't know you had to take care of this. Um, and so when I dialed down and when I, when I really buttoned down on my mental and spiritual health, especially in 2017, uh, after my brother died, um, you know, he, he committed suicide that changed my life. Um, and so for me, you know, starting churches is a huge, probably the biggest aspiration, probably the, the greatest gift I'll leave behind, um, you know, preaching uh, the word of God, teaching, speaking about health, um, lifting people up, starting many more businesses, um, you know, launching companies that can service tech companies that can service and help uh, our ever growing industry. There's tremendous opportunity in web three and blockchain development, billion dollar, multiple billion dollar, trillion dollar opportunities. And so, man, I've got a massive, and then I want to be the greatest husband to Ali. I want to be the greatest dad to my three boys and, um, be there for all of it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going for everything. Well, I really sincerely hope you accomplish all of those goals. They would definitely change the world, and you seem like the type of person that has the passion, the drive, and the, the charisma to, to make those ground ba- groundbreaking innovations, and so I hope you succeed in every facet and every goal that you have, um, and really, I, I can't thank you enough for being here and sharing your story and, and just being on this episode of the podcast. I, I don't want to take too much of your time, but I do want to ask that, you know, here with the last few minutes we have, is there anything you'd like to share that, that maybe I didn't give you the opportunity to um, anything that you wanted to talk about that maybe we didn't, or just anything that you want to shout out to your followers? Yeah. I mean, I would just say this uh, one, thank you for uh, having me. It's an honor. It's a privilege to do this and I'll never take it for granted. I remember what it's like being on that side. I, I'm still a consumer. Like I'm always listening to other people and learning from other people. So hopefully I've done, hopefully you're learning from my mistakes. Okay. If, if this is all trash to you, my bad. Okay. Learn from what not to do. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, I believe you can 100x everything. Like there came a point last September, it was late September when I started making my first videos. That first week in October after I had 90 subscribers, I put out a tweet uh, and it just said, I cannot believe 90 of you subscribed to my YouTube channel. I, I just, I could not fathom that 90 people would care about anything I have to say. And it opened my mind and then it became thousands after that. But what it taught me was that like, dude, you've been limiting yourself for well over a decade. You've been listening to negative people. You've been listening to a worthless culture, a 
cancel culture, a culture that doesn't dream big, believe like the like when I said a trillion dollars earlier, do you know how many people are laughing? You know how many people think that's just crazy? Like, what is wrong with you? You're insane. And you're right. I am insane because I'm not normal. Normal in this society is broken, which is why nothing is working in your life. So what I would say to most people is this, you could 100X everything, your spiritual health, your mental health, marriage, parenting, dating, finance, career, anything and everything. You can do anything. Go out, take one step today. You're not responsible for climbing efforts today. You are responsible for putting, for putting the backpack on your back, calling somebody and figuring out how to take that first step and then doing it. And then guess what? Tomorrow, you take the next step. And you do that compounding over the years and decades, you'll be shocked at what you're capable of doing, especially if you're in America or in the Western society or culture. So many opportunities here. It's time for many of you have been listening to people like us for years, days, weeks, months, and years. And maybe you've procrastinated and it's time for you to take that next step. Maybe you DM somebody. Maybe you reach out to somebody. You get rejected nine times, but on that 10th try, it leads you to a conversation that changes everything. That's what happened to me. Uh, maybe it's time to pick up that podcast, pick up that book, go to the gym, do a one push-up, go on that date, go to marriage counseling, go to back to church, to say a prayer. I don't go see a counselor. I don't know what your next step is, but most of you actually do know what your next step is. You just either don't have the motivation or the courage to do it. So stop thinking, stop doing anything else and just go step out and take one step and see what happens. Love it. And that's my plan with the podcast. This is my first step. And I've inspired, been inspired by you um, to continue moving forward with it. And I really appreciate your time being here, man. Absolutely golden nuggets of information throughout this episode. And I can't wait for everybody to listen to it. Um, if you're listening to it live now, please go out, share it with all your friends, family, everyone you know, share it with your mom, let her know about crypto. And please, please, please go give my man a follow. Here's, a, here's, one, here's one other thing I want to say to all of you too. Uh, DM me. Like, I don't want you to just follow me. Like, like I'm some like person from Mars distant from your life. Like freaking DM me, like send me an email. Like, why don't we meet up? Like some people have just reached out to me and said, Hey, can you come speak at my business? Or can you go do a sales training event? Or can you do something this? Like, let's interact. Like, let's actually do something together. Uh, instead of just me being an Instagram personality, like I want to be in your life and actually help you in any way that I can. So uh, just DM me, reach out to me with any questions you might have, and I'll do my best. I get a lot of inquiries, obviously, so it may take me a minute to get to you, but uh, would love to help and serve your audience in any way that I can. If you want to keep up with Henoch, please give my man a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Henoch Crypto. That's at H-E-N-O-K-C-R-Y-P-T-O, and on YouTube by searching Henoch Crypto. As always, don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at up to the mic underscore pod. Thanks so much. We'll see you in the next one. Let's go. Yeah. I'm like an addict. Ooh, I gotta have it. I ain't even playing. Got a really bad habit.